This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the first time, Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25, you'll get 25% off. They have everything from rub-ons to balms to tonics, anything an athlete needs or wants. Even your everyday people that have aches and pains, this is good for you. No THC involved, so you won't get high. It's good for anyone that wants to feel better in their life, even even if you don't have pain, just use it. Because I use it on a regular, it's very good, it works, and I wouldn't be promoting it if it didn't. So go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com today. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show, thank you very much. And go to poppyapparel.com if you like to shop online. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. They have everything for a woman needs and wants, any shape, any size, any type of weather. They ship worldwide, and it's free shipping if you spend more than $50. And lastly, if you're into nerd culture or if you like collectibles or any of that sort of memorabilia, signed collectibles, anything you want or need, go to firstrow.ca. They are a Canadian company. They are based out of Winnipeg. Please go support them. If you are American, they ship down to the States and it is everything in Canadian funds, so it'll even be cheaper for you Americans down there. And if you use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. They update daily and like I said, anything that a nerd needs or wants, they have everything from comic books to wrestling memorabilia to sports. Please visit firstrow.ca. If you want to support me directly, please go to my merchandise store at tpublic.com. Whatever you're listening to on your device, please scroll down. I have a link embedded in there. makes it nice and easy. I have everything from pillows to onesies to stickers to laptop holders and cases and phone cases, mugs, whatever you need or want. It's all there. Please support me directly. It helps very much. And obviously, like I say every week, please go rate, subscribe, review. Apple Podcasts is the big one. Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. All right, let's get into this week's guest. He is live in studio. I'm back with a guest, finally <laughs> back in studio. I guess I haven't scared enough people off to come into my so-called dungeon here. No, no I'm just waiting for the, the murder to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so he covers entertainment for video games and entertain... Did I say entertainment? Say it again. He covers entertainment for vi- and video games and entertainment and more. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was Rob before we were live. <laughs> 
He works for Sun Media here in Canada. You've seen him on Reviews on the Run and EP Daily. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Tilly. Hey. What's going on, my friend? I'm sitting here in your studio and feeling like uh, feeling like kind of a king here. There's, uh, <laughs> I know people can't see it, but there's like a little spread. There's snacks. There's coffee. There's a cat to play with upstairs. Um, this is like one of the most comfortable podcast guest situations I've ever had. So, see, it's the foreplay, like you said before, the murder. Yeah. <laughs> I use it and I make a nice lull me into a false sense of security, and then man, out comes the hatchet. That's it. Yeah, tell, tell my family I love them when I hear this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you review and preview, or just talk about like in- entertainment and video games for Sun. Well, in my actually, my role at the Sun has changed um, in the last few years. It's uh, I still do some freelance work for them, but. I took, I don't know if you've heard, but journalism in Canada, especially newspapers in Canada, not doing so hot these days, you know? Right. Not the most stable industry. So, yeah, I worked for the um, uh, the Toronto Sun for many years, and then we got kind of absorbed into post media, and right. uh, post media was doing cuts. We were doing layoffs, and the writing was on the wall. And we had a big meeting one day. It's probably super boring, but uh, we had a big meeting one day, and they basically said, yeah, all you entertainment reporter types, you're going to be lumped in a pool with the news reporters and everybody else, and you're going to lose your 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 beat, basically. Right. And like, I live entertainment. Like, I've I did my news reporting stint. I was a cop reporter back in the day. I was a tech reporter. Entertainment's where I really love to be because it's where all my stuff is, right? So of course. My, my my movies and my video <laughs> games are all in entertainment. So I took a I took a buyout. I've uh, been. Uh, yeah, kind of free and clear for, God, it's been a couple of years now. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. So you like freelancing? Yeah, yeah. It's not super obvious. Like, people who, who sort of casually follow me on social media, I still do stuff for the Sun. Like, I just okay. had a, an article run in the Toronto Sun, like, literally a few days ago. So right. I still do stuff for the Sun on a freelance basis, but I am my own boss now. I Isn't get nice? up in the morning, I say, will I put pants on today? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe today is a no-pants day. Right. And I sit at my desk in my pants and no pants, and I uh, do a variety of weird work that has come my way that's been kind of awesome and fun. So, yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's me now. That's me now. Okay, before we get into some deep shit, I got a serious question right after that. Okay. I'm going right. to put you on the spot. Oh, boy. Only one choice in entertainment to cover for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Does, does video games fall under that? Like, like of movies, course. Like video games. Movies. Movies TV. is one. TV is one. Yeah, you know what? Shit. Like, I had some <laughs> really good times covering movies, and I had some really good times covering TV. Um, but video games have always kind of been where my heart is. Okay. Um, and that's kind of why I covered video games as part of my beat at the sun, because sure. they weren't interested at first, but I said, you know, let's... Let's do some See, I never stuff. understood that because me growing up in the 90s and being in high school in the 90s, now I'm dating myself, but anyways, <laughs> we used to always pick up, I'm sorry to say, the Toronto Sun and yeah. look at the Sunshine Girl. Of course. Right? And then, But then the next thing would be you look at the sports section because back in the day, sorry kids, we didn't have the internet, right? <laughs> so we actually had to either stay up late or wake up early to watch Sports Center, or at the time was called Sports Desk, mm-hmm. again, dating myself. So then we would tune in, or it's tune in, wow, we would read the newspaper, right? And I never understood why there was never video game articles in the yeah. newspaper because people like me who played video games back in the day yeah. were reading the newspaper. So to me, it was like a missed opportunity, right? Yeah, I was able to convince, actually, you know, credit to my editors at the time, I was able to convince them that games were something that we could cover okay. on the same level as movies and TVs. And there was, there was time when uh, the, the Toronto Sun or all the Sun newspapers have a Sunday entertainment section. Mm-hmm. It's like a pullout. And... I think four or five times I was able to get games on the cover of the Sunday Entertainment oh, Section. Okay. Which, like, 
anywhere else. I can't think of another newspaper in North America that would run a gaming story on the cover of their you know, movies, right. TV, everything else. Yeah, section. No, so, uh, movie was king, right? Yeah, so they kind of bought into it. I'll give them that. And nice. um, But yeah, it's newspapers aren't really where people go to read I about know. games, right? Like it's That is true, though. It's, a bit of a, it's, a, it's kind of great for people who are like you, who are already there. You're already there looking at the Sunshine Girls um, <laughs> assets and, and, and reading the sports section. And right. Sun has a great sports section. But for people like you who are already there, the game stuff was an added bonus. But it was right. hard to like... When when a new game comes out, are you going to go to like you know IGN or GameSpot or one of the one of the sites or YouTube or you I know to like right TorontoSun.com to read That's your breaking true. video game news? So yeah, it was uh, it was something I kind of it was kind of a, a, a passion project that I brought in uh, doing that stuff alongside movies and TV. So right now, most of my career does involve game stuff. Like I'm okay. pretty 100 games related. It's all over the map. I do stuff for um, for Apple for mobile games. I do editorial okay. stuff for them. I do consulting on video games, so oh, I, I I play games before they come out and tell right. the the publishers how they're going to be received by critics. Oh, that's cool. And that's kind of yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. That's that is somehow <laughs> knock on wood. That is somehow keeping me afloat. So, so one question: How much pull do you have when you suggest something? Do they really take it into suggestion, or they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, Steve, don't worry about it? Um, I've seen concrete examples of, of suggestions I've made. Um, like we're talking about like game consulting stuff here? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen concrete examples of things I've said. In fact, I did a... I hope I'm allowed to talk about this. I did a... Well, we don't have to say who you consulted, so... Well, it's a matter. specific game. I wanted, there was one example that made me really happy. I did I did a... I looked at the uh, Watch Dogs Legion uh, E3 demo okay. before E3 this year. And um, there was one among the many suggestions I made or many observations I made. I saw mm-hmm. they did a really good job of retooling the demo. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't just me. There were a number of uh, writers consulting on it. But they did a really good job of retooling the demo, making it really great for, for E3. It was in mm-hmm. a much rougher form when we looked at it. But there's one specific thing that I just, I said, um, when your guy gets disabled, um, the choices are, oh, God, was it something like get back up or okay. like, uh, I don't know, concede or something like that. Sure. So because the game is about having a whole squad of people on your side, mm-hmm. I said, I interpreted get backup as I like, call for backup. I call in one of your other people, not get back on your feet. And they're like, oh. oh. And I said, like, maybe <laughs> you should say, like, like resist. Like, you're going you're gonna to keep resisting. Sure. And then when I saw the demo at E3, the word was then resist. It was changed from get back oh, up cool. to resist. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm responsible <laughs> for that. That was me. That was me. See, there you go. So, again, I don't want to have people go online and make their opinions voice because we already have too many of those people. <laughs> but professionals, please, still voice your opinions because actually people will listen, right? So, uh, Sometimes. You know, everybody's got opinions. They're all valid. Um, well, I, don't let's not go that far. Okay. Not everyone's opinion is valid. That's true. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. But I don't think, like, necessarily like that, you know, I hate using the word games journalist, but I don't okay. think games journalists need to be held to... You know, they don't be put on a pedestal. Oftentimes they will have maybe more training or more sure. experience, and that's great. But that's not to say that they are automatically a better judge of a game than somebody who is comes at it with, you know, there's a lot of trolls and assholes and of idiots. Course. But there are people who have really like good hearts and intentions and know, know games and have valid things to say. And I don't think we should just like dismiss them because they're not games journalists. No, exactly. And that's why I love like now with the YouTube boom where mm-hmm. there's so many out there where yeah. you could go from one to another and see their different opinions. Because obviously someone who likes horror games is not going to like someone who likes like a first person shooter. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So there's different genres and everything. So because yeah. you have to pick and choose as you go. Yeah. You find the people whose 
voice kind of aligns with yours, or the people whose right. opinions, like you, you're like, yeah, I agree with this guy on this game, so what he says about this other game, exactly. it's probably going to be something that I'll either like or not like, depending on what, what he thinks about it. I think so, too, for sure. So when did you become a gamer? What was the game that got you hooked? Oh, man. Okay, I am so old, i got to be real careful about <laughs> Oh, no. Don't tell me here. Bong. Jeez. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, the first game system I ever played. Now, I'm so old... Uh-oh. That um, I'm thinking, like other than the arcades, like I okay. played, I was I was there and alive when Pac-Man first came out, when Space Invaders first in came the out. arcade, in the arcade, yes. Wow. Me and my buddy Jeff, we would go when I was living in Edmonton. Me and my buddy Jeff would go <laughs> to the bowling alley near our place and play Space Invaders because we'd never yeah. seen it like this, like our like video games were new; they were exactly. this new thing and just so incredible. And then Pac-Man followed shortly after that, and yeah, so my first taste, my first hit was with, <laughs> with arcade games. And then for a long time, I was like, um, uh, like we never had, I don't think we ever had an Atari 2600. Yeah, I knew that. I started off with a ColecoVision. Oh, ColecoVision, man! Oh, yes. that, that was, was my first system. That was the first, that was my first system too, because okay, there you go. we never had an Atari. My buddy, again, my buddy Jeff, right. two doors down, um, his dad was a doctor, so they had you know, lots of money. So sure. they, they bought like an Intellivision and every Intellivision game wow. that ever came out. And so I would spend like hours at his place playing those games. But yeah, the first console we had in our house was a ColecoVision. I just like there you go. begged my parents for ages to, because to, I wanted this, you know, I wanted to play. I think one of the first games we got was the Smurf game. Did you ever play the Smurf Yeah, I played the Smurf <laughs> game. I played that one. At the time, I was like, oh my God, how can how can graphics look this good? Right? You know, it's Wasn't like, it it's like animation. You go like, back now, it's, and it looks, you know, it looks It shit. was, but I had one, uh, what were the ones, that, what was in my library? I had Gorf. Oh, Gorf, yeah. Um, Ladybug, which was a ripoff oh, yeah, of yeah. Pac-Man, obviously. Yeah. And um, Tarzan was a big one. In, oh, I never played that one. And I thought that was the graphics. I was like, oh my God. And then I had Donkey Kong Junior, Donkey Kong Classic. Right, right, right. Yeah, they had yeah. those still on yeah. the ColecoVision. So it was for good times, man. Yeah. But I hated the controller because it looked like a phone. It did look like a phone. Like, it was little, <laughs> the like number pad, a little knob at the bottom. And yeah. it was so like yeah. sticky and like, uh, like there was a few times because again, you're young, your, your hands are small, you small fingers. My finger would get stuck underneath because the knob would come up a bit, right? Because just, okay, for those who don't know, think of a big... I guess what? I, what's the equivalent of it? Uh, the thumbstick now? Yeah, like a, just a like huge a oversized yeah. like that. Yeah. So, and then your finger could actually get caught underneath and yeah. scrape. So I don't remember that ever happening. Remember, like sometimes the buttons would respond, and and then the buttons were on the side, like yeah, almost like a walkie-talkie. Yeah, we just squeezing them. Yeah, man. All you people listening are like, "What the fuck is a ColecoVision? What are these guys talking about?" Like, yeah! so See, dumb, experience. Man. People got to listen to us. Then. That's we right. know. We know what's up with That's video right. games. We're, You're just not talking shit. We're like the ancestors here. Favorite system? How about that? Um, at the time or now? Of all time. How about that? Oh, of all time. If you could only, if you were stuck on an island, no more video games were ever going to be made. Oh man, that's tough. Because I mean, I would want something modern now. If I was going to be stuck on an island, I would want it would be modern too. Modern. I think mine would be PS3. Yeah, PS3. I still have my Very PS3 good library. fat hooked yeah, up. Yeah, so do I. Actually, it's just sitting right yeah. behind me. Um, but I mean, the one that I hold the most uh, like love for, I did. So after my my dalliance with ColecoVision, I was pretty much like an early days. I wouldn't not even a PC gamer because the actual PCs weren't more didn't exist then. But the oh. Apple II, okay. the Apple II Plus, the Apple II E, the early Apple II computers are what I learned on in school. Oh wow! And you know because we're Playing them in school, as soon as the teacher's back is turned, you're playing. Those like, one with the with the ball on the keyboard. 
Uh, do you remember that? Mm, co- what yeah, computer was that? Wasn't was that, that? A, a sort of Apple? Yeah, it might have been like, not the Lisa? I, I don't, don't remember. Again, this is going way back. Yeah, these things were... <laughs> like, there's more... I, like, I'm trying to think of something that has the... Like, literally your toaster would have more computational power than the old My Apple. microphone that we're recording on is more powerful. Easily. Easily. <laughs> right? Yeah, easily. But I played games like the, the original Castle Wolfenstein, not the first, first-person first shooter Castle Wolfenstein, the, okay. the original 2D... Side-scrolling? Yeah. Oh, it was just I didn't even know there was one. Oh, yeah. Castle Wolfenstein sure. and Beyond Castle Wolfenstein back then. Okay. Um, God, there was just weird games, a game called Choplifter, which has actually survived. It's been like... Choplifter. That yeah, was on ColecoVision, too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's survived through the ages. And uh, just all these old, weird games. I, I used to... I, used to, I go through these stages of intense nostalgia, and I'll go back, and I have in my house... <laughs> this, it's ridiculous. Oh, this no. custom-built giant cabinet okay. with, with cupboard doors on it. And in it, I have an old Sony Trinitron 32-inch TV, which weighs literally 100 pounds. I like have one, too. to get in there. Yeah. I have that solely to hook up to my old console. So I have, like, an old, like, mid-condition N64, uh, oh, Dreamcast, wow. and television, and a Genesis hooked up to it Oh, right so now. you keep them all. See, I made the mistake of, as soon as EB Games came out, yeah. and they were trade, I was always, I would always trade up. Until I got to PS3. Well, I did that, too. But then I, then, I, then I go through, like, this period of, I want that shit back. So I scoured eBay oh. until I found... Actually, go found to a flea market, man. Yeah. Those are everywhere at flea markets. Well, I found a guy in Kijiji. I like, but I really want... It's kind of dumb, but I really want the original machines in the original boxes. Original oh, okay. Packaging. Sure. Yeah, that's I want your them thing, to be, like, as, yeah, as, yeah. As, as cherry as possible. Of and course. I found an N64. This guy was selling it on Kijiji or Craigslist or something okay. for, like, really 120 bucks. Shut up. And I was like, dude... Like I, I saw, it, I was totally I was awake at five in the morning. I was like, <laughs> like, oh shit! So I immediately messaged right. him. And I said, "You were asking for way too little money." So I said, "You know, if you haven't sold it yet, I'll give you two hundred for it because oh, it, no. it was nice it was guy. a it was a perfect N sixty four in box." Wow. He was like one of these weird guys. Not weird. He's actually a really nice guy, but he <laughs> he's one of these guys who, when he was done with something, he would wrap it back up in the plastic. That's me. Twist ties. That's how my Wii is right now. Yeah, and then put it all back in the perfect box. Perfect mint condition. Yeah, it was perfect yeah. mint condition. That's my. It week. looked like somebody <laughs> taking it off. The shelf like a Toys R Us yes. in 1999, and like Love threw it. it through a through a hi kitty and threw it through oh, a, a, a a wormhole into right. now like you would you would think it was brand new. And he had two games um, that were brand new. So anyway, that kind of started, and then I started like and then I'm like okay, I gotta get my my television. Okay, I gotta get a Dreamcast because that was one of my favorite. I know favorite the full. I've never had a Dreamcast because oh. that was the time when I my family uprooted and moved back to Portugal. So I lived in Portugal oh, for yeah. a year. So that was like my dark ages where I literally had a. Super Nintendo until I got my PlayStation like fucking who knows like five years after Ooh, that'd be a jump and yeah it was a big <laughs> jump trust me it was a huge jump to the point where I couldn't even play NHL because it was sort of 3D-ish compared oh, yeah, to the Super Nintendo man. so I didn't I don't know how to check I couldn't maneuver anything and the talk I was like no I don't like analog I want to go back to analog <laughs> I just want the four directions that's it right so you never had that kind of N64 intermediate nope. step that nothing kind of introduced us nothing. all the three I don't even have a GameCube nothing oh yeah I missed all on all that shit so to me it was a huge jump so now I hear all these stories about the Dreamcast and it's the system that was like the most popular one. It's just too ahead of its time. Came out at yeah. a at a bad time. It and did, so, and apparently they're still making games for it. Yeah, I don't know. I see, right? Like I see, there's some homebrew stuff. I don't know about actual like like commercial releases. I don't know. Like the last game that came off for it was in 2018. Oh man! So I don't know if it's like an indie developer or something, but Maybe. I would assume so. I don't think that'd be no. awesome. But hey, <laughs> why not? Right? <laughs> I just uh, yeah, speaking of old. Obsessions. I just kickstarted. <laughs> I don't know oh. why. One of my favorite series was, was the Ultima series, like in a kind of pre 
RPG, like old school RPGs. Okay. On the Apple II. Like the Ulti- Ultima 2, Ultima 3, Ultima 4 were three of my favorite games back then. There's this company that's kickstarting an old school Ultima style, Ultima looking RPG that they're right. actually going to release on on both like uh, I think they're going to release on a USB for for emulators but also oh, they're wow. release like floppy disks too with like the manual in the box I miss that about games man that's what I miss the most right. is having a um, a, a real manual, manual not yeah. a two page li- li- yeah. leaf or something like that yeah, like no, I would, don't no. I buy like the new the new Ultimate game and they would have come with, like this big spell book and then this right. big kind of adventure book you could like go take a shit and read your <laughs> spell book and just like, get right do. into it's it. Like, right? All this lore that was in all this physical stuff and that's that's missing for most games. And then certain things. games came with like the huge posters and maps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right? maps. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, those were the good old days. Yeah. I don't know. What happened to that physical nostalgia, it's right? It's expensive, I guess. I don't know. People plus, it's don't... not good for the environment if you think about it, too, right? Well, that's just, Unless that's it's just like my cover, man. It's not going anywhere. I got <laughs> Well, actually, that's true, right? It's not like cover, you're dumping yeah. it into... It will go in the, my coffin with me. <laughs> And be cremated with me. So I guess then, yeah, it'll be kind of environmentally uh, problematic. But until then, that stuff's not going anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> just think of all the toys and all the stuff we had back then that if we'd hung on to, just put Just look at all these CDs. Like, stuff, just that alone. CDs, yeah. DVDs, remember? Yeah. I still got VHS tapes somewhere in the oh, house, nice. right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> so, but you hang on to it long enough and it becomes <laughs> valuable again. You know what? It's true. Because look what happened with, um, what's it called? With records. They yeah, need to come oh, back, yeah. right? So yeah. and like cassette tapes are now coming back. So. Are you see cassette? I, I never understood those things. I think were a big <laughs> flop. Like they'd always get tangled. They were so they would break and People the quality. That, like, weird. They have that weird fast system. forward. I hated. At least with records, you could put it where you want, right? <laughs> sort of true. like a CD. You could yeah, fast a weird forward, way they're like right? more advanced than than cassettes. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, so like God. your CD collection here, this is gonna put your your cats through cat college someday. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> So, how much grief do you get sometimes for writing something that people don't agree with? Do you get a lot of, like, okay, for example, if you just review a game mm-hmm. that everyone gives, like, five stars, but you come in and it's not your cup of tea and you give us, say, like, two stars instead. Do you get, like, a lot of kickback or do people respect it or do they yeah, see it? Like, you know what I mean? Or do you feel the pressure of giving it a good review because you see everyone else giving a good review? No, like, you know that's, I mean? like, a real dangerous trap to fall into as a reviewer. Um, is you, like, it's hard. You, you don't want to be the outlier. It's always a risk when you get right. a game in advance. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, when you game in, get a game in advance, you're reviewing it. Like, it's not on Metacritic yet. You have no idea what, where the right. critical kind of temperature is going to land. And you don't necessarily want to be the guy who gives a 5 to the game that everybody else gave, gave 9s to, or the guy who gives a 9 to the game that everybody else exactly. gave 5s to. But, I mean, you kind of got to follow your gut. And if you're way off, and I've been way off a few times, mm-hmm. um, you'll take some shit for it. But it's you only <laughs> you generally take shit when you give a game... Like too low of a score. If you give a game too high of a score, you're, yeah, like, I mean, you're, yeah. you're stupid. But That's true. too low of a score is when the, the fanboys come out and oh man, it's one of the things I don't love about our hobby or industry or, or lifestyle is that the, the kind of the misplaced passion behind it sometimes. Like the people who get so like I'm watching this this the stuff going on with Pokemon Sword and Shield and okay. oh my god, there's these like the game's not even out or it's just come out and people are just shredding it based on like some reviews and this guy on YouTube is picking apart these really nitpicky graphical flaws and people are just like, just just shredding the game because of this. I'm like... People still do that with graphics? Yeah, I remember growing up that was a huge thing because there was like a certain thing that you needed and again, gameplay wasn't on there so you have to look. Nowadays, if a game is fun, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. If it's right? fun and they're not even giving it a chance to find out if it's fun. They're just, oh man, it's like, there's this weird, I, I'm, a, I'm no part of it. I'm not a, 
I'm not involved in the Pokemon community at all. Well, another so. one is Death Stranding, right? All these mixed reviews. Yeah, man. I. <laughs> What's your take? I haven't played it yet. I, I've, I've, been, I've been playing Death Stranding. Okay, I, okay. I love it. <laughs> I am, I'm definitely one of the weird ones who loved it. But the part of the reason I love it, I wish we could do this more with games and movies, is like now when I want to see a movie, when I'm looking forward to a movie, like the next Star Wars, the yes. Rise of Skywalker, yep. I'm not going to watch any trailers. I'm not going to read any I'm the same it. way. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to read the exact same way. Yeah. But I wish people did that with games more because there's so much, even more so than movies, game publishers, game companies, they release mm-hmm. like these featurettes on right. this character or this, this, this area in the game. And by the time the game comes out, all the surprises are ruined. And a game like Death Stranding, like I went into it thinking this is a game where you load a bunch of shit on your back mm-hmm. and you walk around the mountains and sometimes sure. you get a ladder. I didn't know anything else about it. I had like, I like this, this is weird. I was making a game out of this. Uh, you already knew more than I did. <laughs> but as you play the game... All these different kind of gameplay mechanics come out, and to me, because I hadn't watched the, the trailers, I hadn't read any any reviews. Okay. They were all a surprise. I'm like, oh shit! I didn't know this was in the game. I didn't know this was in the game. I didn't know. Mm. Like by the time you're you're not even halfway through the game, you've got all these tools at your disposal. Right. You're not necessarily carrying shit on your back all the time. Just all this stuff's happening. I'm like, this is awesome. Then I I started to watch the launch trailer that uh, that Kojima and, and Sony put out. Right. Like, there's like every major <laughs> twist is like, ah, oh, the big boss battles in there, and this right. boss battles in there, and there's all these you know devices and mechanics are all exposed. I'm like God, give people a chance to just discover the game, like just discover right. it naturally, and I think that enhances your enjoyment so much. And that's part of the reason I'm loving Death Stranding is because okay. it's, it's so full of surprises. Every time, every time I think <laughs> I've got something under control, or every time I've kind of come to the end of my rope with a certain kind of obstacle, I go, oh, okay. fuck, I got to climb up this mountain with a ton of shit on my back <laughs> the game gives you something else that helps you here's okay, another way so you're not like you. stuck wandering no. okay the pacing that's is my really fear good. that's always you, my fear in games getting you are, stuck you spend a lot of time wandering it is a game it is i don't a game care, about but if it's wandering, wandering in purpose i don't care oh, it's always in purpose. but if you're like lost going around until you mm. find something that you missed then oh, it's hell. like no. no not one of those at all okay 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 you've good, always good, got good. you've always got like somebody's amazon order on your back you got to deliver Okay. To the old hermit who lives in the creator with all the ghosts, and you know that's that's your job. And it's weirdly satisfying to get to that guy's house, and you know the shit's been knocked off your back a few times. You've picked it up, and you've been attacked, and you've been chased, and you get to the guy's house, and here here's your stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> and you're only all you're interacting with is a hologram. You don't actually right. see real people. It's like you're here hologram. Here's your Amazon delivery, and yet it's weirdly satisfying. Oh my god! But you know what? I the one thing I do disagree with was the whole thing that you said with the movies. And uh, the video games, watching the trailers and all that. Mm-hmm. For movies, I want to go in fresh. Yeah. But for a video game, I don't because I'm I'm cheap. So I don't want to spend eighty dollars and then get it dud. It's you know what I mean? Way more of a, of a that's the thing because I've gotten burned so many times, especially in uh, sequels to video games. Oh, like yeah. I love like I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but Resident Evil. Yeah. Like when it became more of an action. I fell off. So Resident Evil Six, man, best of the series. And I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I mean, just kidding. <laughs> five was. Oh, I didn't mind it because I don't mind a, few, a little bit of action. The same but way. then six was just way. That was like almost like I a know. gears type of game. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was like okay. Yeah. So, same way. Five. Five right? was okay. Five kind of dipped its toe in the action, and then six right? was like, oh fuck, you guys just went way. And then with the remake far. of Part Two, then they brought it back again, and, mm-hmm. I, and I loved it. Even though it was, but it wasn't really the same thing because it was a different experience. Yeah. Because I uh, did you end up playing the remake? Not the remake, no. no, no. Oh, you haven't played no, the remake no, yet. No, no. Oh, okay, so I don't want to spoil no. it too much in case you do end up playing it. But it's the same, but not really. Okay, that's all I could say. I, okay. don't, I don't know how else to say it. it's. It's like someone you've known for a long time, but because you haven't seen them, 
Like there's like I don't know. I don't I like know how that. to explain I like it. Like that. That sounds good. Like so that. if you're in Resident Evil and you want to make it a comeback, yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest to get into it. That's a real good point though. Like it's a movie. If you see a shitty movie, you've wasted you know twelve bucks, or whatever whatever right? ticket is. If you buy a shitty game, you wasted eighty bucks plus tax, and that's yeah, yeah. So I'm in a, I'm in a really privileged position in that I still get a lot of games sent you know for review purposes right. for free. So I do that's buy awesome. games occasionally, and I am really careful with the games I buy. Right. Um, either I got to know that it's from a from a developer I absolutely trust, or I yeah. have to like you, yeah, I, have, I have to see some of it. And yeah, I guess Death Stranding was kind of a weird um, exception because. I was. I didn't even know if I was gonna play it, um, oh. and then I got a copy b- before release, mm-hmm. so I hadn't seen anything about it. The reviews weren't out. I was going into totally fresh, and that's why I liked it so much. And it's it's too bad. Like like yeah, you, you can't you can't afford to to buy a game that's gonna be shit. It's but it's just too bad. We don't have the option or the the, the opportunity to go into games fresh the yeah. way that we can with movies, like by by voting trailers. Yeah, exactly. Well, oh well, what can you do? I guess it's you have to stay in business some way, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so how'd you start working for ep how did all that come about oh man uh i still ask myself <laughs> questions sometimes. way back when like this is when i was still being in edmonton um before i moved out here so okay god 20 years ago maybe oh wow um i somehow because vic is like vic is actually vic's actually 85 years old he just he like scott said the same thing yeah he doesn't do like <laughs> Sacrificial rituals and there's like you know goats you know and what? virgins he, involved. And he yeah. does not age that man. No, he does not age. Good for him. So even back all that time ago, Vic was doing the show, and um, I guess it was maybe right around the time Tommy had left, or Tommy was off doing some of their projects. Okay, and he was uh, cycling co-hosts. Oh, during that too. time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like uh, Jeff Keeley, I think co-hosted for a bit. And, That's right. Um, he was on it. I yeah. The, so he kind of. I don't even know how I landed on Vic's radar. Because he would not have known me well back then. Okay. But uh, he reached out way back then and said, hey, do you want to come to Vancouver and shoot some, some reviews? I'm like, dude, I've never been on TV before. And like, oh, no, really? You oh, haven't? Oh, shit. Uh, back then? Oh, hell no. Okay. Um, and still, if you watch me on TV, if you watch the the, the, early the, the, the latest episodes, of, like yeah. the, the, the final episodes okay, that yeah. we were on, you'd still think I'd never been on TV <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, come on. Uh, you don't give yourself enough credit. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so he just reached out, and I flew to Vancouver, and I was, like, sequestered in this kind of shitty hotel room for a couple of days with all these uh, consoles they'd sent over and playing oh, wow. the games that we were going to review on the show. Right. I was, so, dude, I was so nervous. It was awful. I was really nervous. Um, well, that's true, because, you like you said, you've never done it. You don't know yeah. what he's going to talk about, what notes you should be doing, right? Yeah, what keys and Vic's to touch. a pro, right? Like he's, he, I mean, even then, he'd been doing it so long. He's super smooth. So I just, I stumped the place up, and... Uh, did my time there, and then years later, um, when he was launching reviews on the run as a as a daily show, okay. um, and he wanted teams in different cities, so he wanted like a team in L.A., San Francisco, Vancouver, and he wanted a Toronto team. So exactly, he reached yeah. out to me again because I was a unknown quantity quantity to him, and his idea was he wanted he didn't want TV guys. He wanted um, especially for the Toronto team. Mm-hmm. He wanted kind of Toronto's uh, video game Cisco and Ebert. He wanted to. <laughs> Newspaper reporters. Now um, it all makes sense. Yeah, so um, I actually did a couple sort of test things with uh, a couple different people, right? And then um, and then Raju uh, came on. He did like a camera test. We did a like a mock kind of review together, and right. Vic liked it. And he liked the fact that we were working for like the two big newspapers in Toronto and the like, competing newspapers. Just that's like, right. Just, just like Cisco Ebert, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so. Um, 
So Rags and I became the, the Toronto team. And again, when we first started, we were both so bad on camera. So bad. It's nerve-wracking. And we were shooting in public places because it's reviews on the run. So you're out in the wild, right? You're not in a studio. Oh, I got so many questions about that. <laughs> Don't worry. So we were shooting in public places. And there's like people watching. Like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Um, Imagine if it was live now. Like how Vic does it today. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. If we were live, I don't know how we would survive that. Like we do, we did we did some live tape stuff. I think we did uh, our year end the rock and the ring. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't live live, but it was like unless you actually like literally shit your pants, you, of course, then we're gonna reshoot. So all yeah, the, yeah. the gaffs got in there. Um, yeah, so that's how I started the Vic, and then we did. Um, I guess it was five or six years before the show kind of wound down, and it was great. So I was working at the Sun during that time, and uh, and on the side we were reviewing a lot of games. It was a lot of work, but. Um, just so much fun now that TV experience. Something so foreign to me, right. and uh, and you know, and Raju and I were were buddies, and we were working with first one camera guy producer, and then another one. Both were really cool dudes, and it was a lot of fun. It was three of us. We kind of just three of us getting together at the end of it. Towards the end, once we got it kind of more comfortable, mm-hmm. it was just the three of us kind of shooting the shit. Or it was like the two of us shooting the shit in front of our buddy who's behind a camera. And right. We, you don't think about the audience watching because no, no. you do, then you're terrified. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was, I, I enjoyed that. I miss it sometimes. I don't miss the work, um, okay. but I do miss the kind of fun that we had creating that stuff. Oh, I could only okay. Let's let's get down <laughs> to it. What's the most craziest thing to happen while you were recording? Oh man! Anyone try and streak in front of you guys? No. <laughs> Anyone try and get on camera? We got bothered by like like homeless people sometimes would be an issue. Uh, the first guy we had. Our buddy Darcy, uh, God bless him, he was really particular about sound. Okay. So we'd be out on like, I don't know, Cherry Beach or something, and sure. like miles away, there's like the cicadas or whatever they're called, they're chirping in the trees. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be driving them crazy. It'd be like a garbage <laughs> truck three blocks away. We can't hear it. For sure, it's not getting picked up wow. on the mic. And he's like, fuck, you know, and then we'd have to start over again. And he kind of, you, you don't really realize the amount of ambient loud sound there is in a city until you're trying right. to record something without that. And so, you know, garbage trucks go by or planes go overhead or people start screaming at us or mm-hmm. people trying to get on. Yeah, sometimes trying to get in on camera. Sneaking for the most part, though. With yeah. the thumbs up. <laughs> for the most part, it was okay. Yeah, both our, both our camera guy, producer guys were kind of like burly dudes so they could be threatening if they needed to be. Right. And scare off anybody who was trying to interfere. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, we didn't have any, like, wild misadventures. Just the usual stuff that goes with trying to shoot. TV and so what was your favorite city. moment on air then? Oh man, I mean the one that always comes up. The one, I'm not sure if it was my favorite, but it was everybody else's favorite. We okay. reviewed this device because we were reviewing gadgets sometimes too. We reviewed, That's we, right. We reviewed this device called the TV hat. It was literally. One I of remember these, that. Yeah, it was one of these things like as you on TV. One of these. Right. It was a cap, a long billed cap, and you put your phone. I remember in, now. In a holder in the brim and watched TV like right in front you of your face. You guys ripped that thing. Oh off. god, it was just like the most. <laughs> bizarre stupid oh please thing. google this people yeah and we're like and i think i said something like this is i mean this is what our career has come to we're, we're here reviewing tv oh at. my god yeah it was just like it was fun it was, it fun was such a lot it looked like it was like a diving board it or did, something it's right? so long it's long bill because you had to put your phone in and hang it down from your it was like like pre-vr headsets like now you see those like google daydream or whatever kind of like that but but imagine in a ball cap oh and God. like costing five dollars or something oh that's hilarious so i'm assuming you still keep in touch with the whole crew yeah yeah so um as you know scott and marissa are both here in toronto right. um and and rags is in toronto so yep they all sat in your seat except for rags he refuses to come on 
I'm rubbing my, rubbing my butt where, where Scott's at. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So I see, I see, I see Raju and uh, Scott quite often. Like we're we're all good friends. Marissa, I, I like to see, but she is so busy. She right, is, she's killing she's got it. Got a man. lot on the go, that girl. And yeah, she is killing it. And uh, so kind of like steal moments every now and then with Marissa. <laughs> but it's nice that the four of us are here now. Um, That's true. Because Marissa was in Vancouver for a while. Scott, you know, of course, yeah. was in Vancouver for ages. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, Vic I still stay in touch with. And uh, Ben, Ben Silverman, is right. at Apple now. And I do a lot of work for Apple. I work a lot of oh, work so there you ben. go. Yeah. Nice. And uh, Jose, you know. Yeah, anytime Jose's in town, it's always it's always a party. So yeah, it's the, some really good friendships came out of that that show, and um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. I do I do miss it sometimes, and I'm kind of glad it's 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 not the constant pressure to review five games a week, whatever we were doing. But yeah, right. I, I, do, I miss hanging around with those guys. More. All right, I have a question from Scott. From Scott, from for Scott. Me? To you. Oh Jesus! I don't even want to hear this. So <laughs> uh, this is where Scott's gonna fuck me over. <laughs> He wants to know, when are you going to represent Canada on the Rocket League Olympic team? If there ever was a Canadian Rocket League. That is a like, way more benign question I thought was going to come from Scott. I thought it would be something like, you know, when are you going to lose your anal virginity? Or something oh, my like God. That? Yeah, that's Scott. <laughs> um, no, I do like playing Rocket League. It's one of the games that uh, I play still constantly. I looked, in fact, funny, just yesterday, I looked at my total time played, and it's 20 days. So that's like 480 that? hours of Rocket Really? Is that yeah. the most you've ever spent on a game? Yeah. Like, uh, like wow. the follow games would be kind of close to that. But Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm, mine is uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I pumped in about oh. 160 hours. I finished it, all the DLC from start to finish, oh. got every secret, platinumed it, everything. Oh, wow. I really want to get back to that. That was a good it was, game. It, it, you know what? I'll say it right now. I'm going to go on right. It's my favorite game of all time. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Because, I, well, again, this is coming from me that likes... Third person, yeah, hack yeah. and slash, sort of like, you know what I mean? Or even if it's a shooter, it doesn't matter. But I just like the open worldness. I like to yeah. go at your own pace, do what you want. If I want to explore, I could explore. If I want to do missions, I can. And I love Greek mythology. I was so going to say, like, that's... It lured me setting. in just on that yeah. on itself. Like, you know what I mean? It sort of was like God of War-esque. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And to me, I'm a huge fan of God of War as well. So, but no, I think Odyssey is... You, you look kind of like Kratos. You could be a Kratos. You can, like, Kratos I've been is... called Kratos before. <laughs> yes, don't worry. Uh, yeah, the... It's it's kind of weird. It took them so long to get around to doing Ancient Greece and the Assassin's right. Creed because it's such a great fit. But uh, yeah, I play a lot of Rocket League, but I am in by no means good enough to play competitively. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> a, you know, I'm like a, a the the Rocket League version of like a beer league hockey player. Like I'm 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 usually I don't know if you know how the rankings work in Rocket League, but right. I'm typically like mid to high platinum. Sometimes I inch up in a diamond, but I'm right, right. as good as I ever get. So. That's uh, so good enough, I guess. But see, you have to pump in 10,000 hours. Yeah, so... Oh, man. <laughs> You're I'm almost only, there. What's that in days? I'm only... I'm only like, oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I got a long way to go. No yeah. wonder I suck. Oh, my God. Maybe if you play the rest of your life, you never know. <laughs> You'll get there I somewhere. Well, until Rocket League 2 comes out, yeah. Another good thing that came from EP, you got to go to E3. Yeah, well, I was going to E3. Um, or were you going before as well? I was going before because when, oh, okay. I, when I worked with the, the, the newspapers, even when I was in Edmonton, um, mm. the first year when I went to E3 was 2000, I think. Oh, so when it was good. Yeah, well, it's gone, <laughs> it's gone through a lot. E3's gone through a lot over the years. Right. And that was, the first year I went, I was basically, I told my newspaper, it's this big show, will you send me? They said, fuck no. So yeah, I, no I, one knew it back then. Yeah, I kind of especially paid, in Canada, right? I kind of paid my way and stayed at like the this this hotel that had uh, you had to like step over dudes in the line of the doorway to get in. It's it was like an infamous 
E3 hotel that everybody stayed at who had no money. And then over the years, um, uh, the coverage from E3 did well enough that my paper started sending me, like actually paying me to go down. Oh, nice. And then that started to sync up with, with uh, EP. So I was down there anyway, and we would be doing EP stuff as well. Yeah, so I liked doing the... It wasn't very often that we would all be together in the same place. So right. at, at E3, like Scott and Ben and me, and, and one year Reggie was there, um, and uh, the rest of the gang, we would the various uh, uh, versions of our, of our crew would be together. So that was fun. It was fun to all get together and, and hash stuff out and talk about what we'd seen in the press conferences and what we had played that was exciting. So, yeah. I went to E3. I did not go to E3 last year. Okay. it's That was... The, only the, the second time I missed E3. The other time was when um, a few years earlier, my dad was quite ill in hospital, and I, and I flew home for the, during the time that E3 was on. Mm. So I missed that E3. I missed last year. Those are the only two I've missed since the year 2000, I think. I'm hoping to go next year because it's going to be a new console year. Right? They're going to show off right. the, the... I guess those are sort of the best years to go, yeah. right? And like the, the, the last year of console cycles. Yes, like, that's it, right. You can sort of skip because... There's no big surprises coming out. Everybody's just kind of laying low and, and getting stuff ready for the next year. And usually whatever comes out now will come out on the new console anyway. Exactly. That's remastered or whatever exactly. and with better upgrades and all this and that, right? So, yeah, yeah that's so true. I, I didn't even think of that. So what was your best E3? What do you think was the E3 that had the best? Because what E3 I always remember was the one where uh, Fallout 3 was first introduced. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite E3. I don't know what else was on there, but I know that was a stacked year for video games. Yeah, that was a good year. <clears throat> Um, my best E3s are kind of, uh, when I was covering it for the papers, it was super stressful because I was expected to produce stories every day for, to just justify my Yeah, you're not there just on fun, you're there working, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and and filing stuff to Toronto, which is three hours ahead of LA, so it was like the deadlines were super tight. So it was stressful. In fact, there's one year, I I remember this, Scott was making fun of me for being so stressed out. I didn't know him that well then. Okay. And he's like kind of making fun of me for being, oh, look at, look at this guy, he's he's a real journalist, he's got to run off and find stories. I'm like, dude, this is what I'm here for. So there's a lot of interviewing, like, executives and stuff like that. But the good years were the ones where, um, for three years, I was an E3 judge. So those were years where they have a kind of a pre-E3 event in Santa Monica. Okay. And the kind of uh, top E3 media types to fly down and see some stuff early. Oh, nice. Um, And you get really good access to at E3, like a lot of good behind closed doors access. That was helpful. But really the best ones were the last few I did because I didn't no longer had the kind of pressure from the paper, I would say, mm. I'm going down. Um, I'll file a wrap-up story at the end or I'll file one thing, but I'm not filing a ton of shit when I'm down there. Right. And then I could just like kind of chill and, and just see my friends and play games instead of just running from one press conference to the next. The covering an E3 press conference from E3 is really hard. It's way easier to watch a stream at home and write about what you're seeing That's rather than so being like, crammed in the theater and there's no Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is shit and you're trying to type on your lap it's like and you don't enjoy the show and then you miss stuff because it's like same thing for me sometimes i have uh, like wrestlers on right and i'll go watch them live and i'm jotting down notes for certain stuff to talk about in this and i'm not and i find i'm not even enjoying the show like you know what i mean and it's like then it just flies by and i'm like oh man i missed it that's what it was like a lot but i mean i don't know that's uh, e3 was just it's such a strange beast it's gone through so many weird changes over the years there was the one year they had it in santa monica and there was like it would just scaled it right down. I liked that year because it was mostly going from fancy hotel to fancy hotel doing interviews with developers. Okay. But it had none of like the, the kind of the, I don't know, the, the spectacle of the show floor. Like it was sure. a really smaller show and it's 
gone up and down and now like and who, who's out now is it Nintendo or Sony EA's out Sony's out oh it's Sony that's and Microsoft it, is off site they've got their own thing at the that's what I mean though all these major yeah. consoles now and developers all have their own shows yeah. right that they show off and I get it because I mean you're spending literally millions of dollars to have a presence at E3 but you're fighting for everybody else who's there you're fighting to like get yourself noticed with everyone that's else true. at E3 so now Microsoft is doing their own separate events. Sony's probably going to do... Um, I think that's better, though, no? I like it. I think it makes more sense for them. Right. It just means more... It's more scattered throughout the year, but I don't mind that. I don't But mind. I think that's what I mean. I think that's yeah. better because at least you're getting news. Like, so we'll say, if every major console has one every quarter, that's awesome, right? Yeah. Instead of waiting the whole physical year for it to come about yeah. again. and then it just being like shotgunned <clears throat> out all at once. Right, and, and then it's too much, and then you might yeah. miss something, and then you spend hours just watching the coverage on it, and yeah. it's, it's just too much, right? So I'm not sure how E3 is going to change in the future. Um, right. I mean, it's uh, they've introduced the public component now, which is kind of cool, because it's... Fans get to go and actually experience E3, which okay. a lot of people, you know, who who aren't in the business have, have wanted to do their whole lives. Like, of I wanted course. to do it before I, before I was in the business. No, most And that's not. great. But it also, not to sound like a like a elitist shithead, mm-hmm. but it makes it harder to do your job yeah. if you are um, working in the media at E3 when there was, a, like, the last time, the last year I went, I had a, uh, like an appointment at... Uh, Square Enix and an appointment at uh, at Activision or something like that. Sure. And just trying to get through the crowd between oh, them. That's like true. I thought, I should have brought a machete to <laughs> cut through these people because it was just it was they're like it would have been a two minute walk right. across the, the giant show floor. But it just they're so so crowded and oh it was just it was, yeah. I just sound such a baby though. Oh my god, it's so crowded! I went to the stream, so crowded with. <laughs> like Jesus, what a, what a thing to complain about! My God. Oh my! But now there's <laughs> all these sort of con events, Comic Con. You have here in Toronto, Fan Expo, mm-hmm. all these things, and it's like, which one is? What do you, in your opinion? Okay, how about this? In your opinion, what do you think is the mecca, the big one of all of them? I think San Diego is still the biggest one. You still I've, think I've so? I've never been. Um, I've never been to San Diego. Well, GDC is big now too, right? GDC is big, but it's kind of. It is more developer focused. Um, they do they do announce some stuff there, but it's still. I, I I went to GDC one year, and I loved it because it's all these behind the scenes seminars and 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 stuff where you learn about how games are made. Right. Um, unfortunately, in my case, that's not like my audience doesn't care about that. They don't care gotcha. about you know the theory behind level design. I find okay. that fascinating, but nobody else, <laughs> none of the readers would care. So GDC right, right. was not a thing I went to a lot. But yeah, I think. Um, I think San Diego is still big, but it's getting kind of like almost overrun, kind of getting overrun by the big movie studios. Like for a while, you saw Marvel just kind of dominating right. the true. Comic-Cons. And and now it's almost like E3 where they're saying, okay, it's we're not going to do, we're not going to take part. We're going to do our own mm-hmm. thing, like Marvel or DC or one of the, one of the big studios. I don't think was even part of Comic-Con last year. And then Disney does their D23 yep. Expo thing separately. Exactly. And uh, Star Wars has their, their separate celebration thing. Each year, so yeah, it's like it's all spread out, and again, it's good. It's good because you're saying it it, right. it. it spaces out the news. You're not getting everything all at once, but if you're covering that kind of stuff, it's a lot of things to to keep tabs on throughout the year. So what's I want to put you on the spot again? <gasps> oh. What's the shittiest game you've ever played? Oh man, everyone has that one that you just want to sift. Damn you, you want to step on it, piss on it, get the hell out of here. Hope you were never made again. Nothing against developers or whatever, yeah. but. Just something that's not your cup of tea, as they say. Oh, man, we have some dogs on the show. Um, or or even that. What was yeah. the worst game you reviewed? How about that? I wish Roger was here because he would remember <laughs> the name of the game. It was like My Baby, My Little Baby what or something. What the hell? It was like a baby-carrying game. It was just... 
I think it was for the Wii. It was just okay. awful. Oh, we had a lot of bad yeah, games. Yeah, oh, so it just looked like somebody made it in half an hour in, like, in their browser or something. <laughs> it was <laughs> that just, bad, eh? It was a surreal, terrible game. Um, but, I mean, like a lot of people, I don't have time um, myself to play bad games. Like, you know, again, we're spending money. That's true. We're spending hours. Um, I don't want to... Or even as a kid. Like, what was the game? Or how about just the hardest game you ever played as a kid? Oh, man. There you're like, oh, or you got most frustrated with it, but you always kept going back. Oh, God, I'm trying to think what are the games are that I've thrown, almost thrown the controller. Um, probably more recently, uh, like like Bloodborne. Oh, God. I was never into the, the Souls games, and then Me I, neither. I got... I can't. I got tried Bloodborne, and I actually really dug it because the stakes are so high. It's so fucking hard. The stakes are really high. You never feel like you're relaxed. Like you, you fight a boss, you beat the boss, and then you move on, and then you fight like some yeah, see, I can't, I can't little Joe guy, and he kills you. <laughs> you let your guard down for one second, right. and like you had to be so focused in that game. There I was can't a, do it. There was a point where there's some level in Bloodborne, so I'm told it's close to the end, where you're in the middle of this lake, and there's this mama spider or baby spiders all over you. like, fuck right. ass, I don't know how to beat this thing. And it was frustrating because I'd gotten so far by that point. Right. You know, I'd overcome all these other horrible boss battles, and... Yeah, yeah, Bloodborne. But I don't. But I don't. I don't think Bloodborne's bad. I think Bloodborne's a great game. Right. It's just you have to be really in the mood for. You know, I can't play hard games anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, again, maybe again, coming from the era where every game was hard back on the NES yeah, and Super man, Nintendo right. around point, right? We didn't have like save slots. See, that's the thing. Bad. Or luckily, we start, ended up starting to get strategy guides and shit yeah. like that. But that that was okay. But that was for the few off. But unless you had word of mouth, you had mm. to figure it out on your own, right? So speaking of figuring games out on your own, like we were talking about earlier, but I think that's why I don't enjoy hard games anymore because then it harkens back to those bad times where <laughs> throwing the remotes, punching holes in my wall yeah. as a kid. Like, you know what I mean? One game I remember, I don't know why, is Adam's Family on the Super Nintendo. Oh, I don't think I even knew that existed. Yeah, there's it an Adam's hard. Family game. It was, <laughs> oh my God, it was so hard. I couldn't even get five minutes it was one of those where you get to pick like the levels like you choose which level you get to play with like at eight levels like Mega Man-esque right okay you okay, get okay. to choose eight oh. levels and then it takes you to the final whatever there's a series then I couldn't yeah but see but that's so odd yeah. I found Mega everyone said Mega Man games are hard yeah no problem no? with me oh, man. Man. I think uh, maybe from one to about six or seven I've cleared all of them yeah wow. no problem yeah that's impressive. So, well, other than that, no, I don't know. I can't. I can't play hard game. Even when I, there's the option to play on medium, I always play very easy. I don't care. <laughs> Toddler walk through stroll. That's what I play. I like more now the experience and the time it takes yeah. to just stroll. Like I like to take my time. And like you said, like in Bloodborne, I don't want to feel stressed, agitated, like very sweating. Stressful. Like even yeah. horror games, I don't like. Resident Evil Two was hard for me to play. Tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, there's games like <laughs> it's like horror, horror games, even horror movies. Sometimes you want to watch. You want to watch a horror movie. You want to be scared. You want to be tense. But other times, you just like, like the mm. horror movies. I know I want to watch, but I got to be in the mood for it. I don't, right. I don't want to necessarily. If I have some free time, I don't necessarily want to be super stressed out about See, it. See, but horror movies are different for me. Maybe because I'm not controlling the main character. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I find myself sometimes my hands getting well, sweaty. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Horror. But games. watching a movie, not yeah. good. Horror games are by far like. Did you play that that uh, PT uh, demo that was on What's PS4? That? No. It was the Kojima thing. It, it came away. Oh, I heard of it. Yes, yeah. where you're walking through the house oh, and shit. Okay, yeah, sake. I heard of it. Yeah, yeah. My God, I did, like. I was like <laughs> trying to play one end of the guitar, one end because because games are so much more. Um, you're so much more connected to the game, right? Like you are in that world. You're an extension you're, of it. Yeah, and you can watch the scariest horror movie, and like you said, you're, you're like you're. You're not controlling the character, so you've got this layer of, of separation. But when you're controlling the character, 
God, like or games like Amnesia or the or the was it Outlast? Or yeah, I can't. I fucking hate those games. I've, especially, I've, and I've only ever dabbled in this, but but horror games in VR. Oh my god, that's even worse because you're just surrounded by. Like, See, uh, my buddy, actually co-host of mine, shout out to Pedro. He let me play Resident Evil's Biohazard oh, yeah, yeah. VR. Yeah, yeah. Where I was walking around oh, God, the house, yeah, yeah. No, just no, no, the no, atmosphere. No, no, like, no, no, I was no. like, oh. <laughs> but I see. But I found that a little bit different because maybe I don't know what it is. If I'm maybe because I, I hate to say, it, but when the stakes are high, when it's like, for example, there was a car accident around the corner like a few years ago, where a mm-hmm. car got t-boned, and by grace of God, if we were that car, it was right ahead of us. It, oh, it could have been me and my wife, geez. right? So we just missed it by seconds. And my first instinct was to get out, run, to go towards the danger and help. Yeah. So when I'm in that, I'm in like survival mode. So my fears sort of turn off, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? But if I'm playing with a controller, I'm like, okay, this is sort of fake, whatever. So my senses aren't really loud, whatever. So I'm still thinking or I'm overthinking. Then I get scared. The anxiety kicks. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe when it feels more real, my instincts kick in. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed it, and even when I what's the other one he tried? He didn't let me try the one where you're on a roller coaster shooting. Oh, it was, uh, it was it was uh, uh, something blood. Yeah, it was it was an extension of after no before dawn after no after yes yes that one called. um but it was like a spin off VR game where you were yeah oh on, you're on a roller coaster shooting at stuff. It was uh, the one with Hayden Penitentiary. Yes, what's the yeah. game called now? I, I finished that game. Yeah, so did I. Oh man! And again, Pedro's killing me right now listening to this because he—that's one of his it's favorite games. It's got Dawn in the title, right? Until Dawn, is Until it? Dawn. There yeah. You go. Okay. okay. <laughs> we redeemed ourselves there. <laughs> I like that game because there was an option if you had a, the PlayStation camera. There was an option to have it record your reaction to jump scares. Oh really? And so there'd be like there's so many jump scares in that game. Yeah, there. And is. so there'd be like video clips of me going fuck fuck. <laughs> and something jumps out like a Wolverine jumps out of the the, the closet or you know some. Some creepy corpse falls into something, and then records a reaction to it, so you can embarrass yourself with it later. What about video game adaptations into movies? Are you a big fan? Uh, I mean, there haven't been a lot of great ones. What's your favorite? Like an actual video game adaptation to a movie. Like that Um, was a video game first, for sure. Um, like I know there there isn't many. Yeah, like some people kind of argue that that Scott Pilgrim sort of. I mean, it wasn't a video game; it was a comic. Book, but yeah, I don't really game. count that one. Yeah, but that, it's still a great movie, yeah. though. I mean, there's um, like the the Tomb Raider movie was okay on the most recent one. That's just okay. it. the bar is so low for that kind of stuff, and I don't know why. What about they... Mortal Kombat? I oh, know well, that's that's a that's beyond reproach. I mean, when, the, <laughs> when you're talking about video game adaptations into movies, Mortal Kombat is not part of the conversation because that's Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat that is its own thing. It will <laughs> always be at the top of the mountain. But, um, man, there's been so many bad ones. And I don't understand... The Assassin's Creed, to me, was really bad. Oh, they they took such a great IP and ruined it. Oh, and I've gone man. on my soapbox on the show, too, about that. And I... Oh, my God. What a waste. They could have made that good, too. They had, right? Like, you, like, you're working with cool, this cool kind of technology component and then this also, like, cool historical battles and stuff. I don't know how they fucked that up. And so, so many, and you, you know what I think would actually work? If uh, Netflix would get involved and have oh, like yeah, an episodic yeah. and then go through all the, oh, yeah, the like yeah. you have the one where it was in Italy, then you could go to the, the pirate yeah. stage, then like you know, sort of like how they did Castlevania. To me, I have you watched the Castlevania I'm, series? I, I've heard good things about it, but I've not watched Oh, it. and it's such a quick because I think it's only eight episodes, two or three seasons each each okay. season. You'll fly through it. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's really good. And they, that's a good adaptation. Yeah, I mean, maybe TV is just a better because video games are long, long experiences, so right? You, you try to condense. 
I don't know why they do this, to be honest. I don't know why... It doesn't make sense. I don't know why movies are trying to draw from video games. I don't know why video games always try to mimic movies. We always make... And I'm guilty of this, too, as okay. a writer, because it's a lazy out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, comparing a video game to a movie, how cinematic it is, but they're just such different mediums. And I don't think video games need to try to be movies. And that's one of the problems with Kojima's games, which isn't as bad in Death Stranding. There's, there's like, Metal Gear Solid... I think Metal Gear Solid 4 was the last one I finished... There's literally a 45-minute goddamn cutscene in that game. You're just right. sitting there watching this I, movie that I makes no yeah. sense. And it's not as bad in Death Stranding. Plus, Death Stranding is like, it's a new IP, so you don't have to know the whole oh, the, the history of Metal Gear. is so convoluted, and this is it a brand is. new thing. So you don't have to know that like the past of all the characters. Exactly. But I don't know why. I don't know why they, they, they try to... I don't know why game makers are so concerned with trying to get it. Their, move, their their games to feel or look or have cinematic elements because it's not the same thing. We don't want to sit and be passive observers. It's good if you can have a moment in a game that feels like it's from a movie, but you're in full control. You're like right. playing the hero. Yeah. Um, I know Scott shits on the Uncharted games a lot, but like the Uncharted <laughs> games are good for that. Like, there's a lot of really cinematic oh, I love the Uncharted moments. Games. In, yeah, in the Uncharted games because they look like a movie and feel like a movie, but you're in full control of the character. At least you have the illusion of being in full control. But I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why these two mediums are trying to feed off each other. But it's always been like, even when they used to, every time a big major movie would come out, they'd have a company with a game. That was always half finished. Oh God, yeah, that gone the other way too. See, uh, yeah, exactly. What about going the other way? What's like the best? Mm. What was it? Um, Shit, was it actually based on the movie? Because there was a, there was a game that, it was a Vin Diesel game. Was it, Based on the... Oh, Pitch Black. Was it based on Pitch Black, though? There the Xbox a, game. It was yeah. an Xbox exclusive. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. It was part of the Pitch Black universe, right? It was part of the Pitch yeah. Black universe. That was a good so game. So th- that's considered, yeah, because yeah. it's a spinoff, right? Yeah, Starbreeze, I think, did that. That was really good. It was first person. Yeah, that was really well done. That's one of the few that come to mind. Oh, uh, the Buffy the, the TV show. Okay. The Buffy the Vampire Slayer Xbox game. Really well done. Really? A really good third-person okay. action adventure with a lot of the, the same humor and, and right, right. You know, characters as the show. Yeah, I think it's a little easier to adapt uh, um, a game from a movie, but mm. you got to put the resources and the time into it, and, and not have it just be a, a marketing product that you're trying to get out right. at the same time. Well, same thing movie. with comic books, right? Like with the no. whole Marvels and DC. Like finally, look how long it took them to nail Batman, right? Yeah. So there's yeah. a perfect example too. So. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of just uh, cross contamination <laughs> with all these different mediums. Sometimes it works, but so often it doesn't work, and it sometimes just baffles me how they don't, they can't figure out. Like um, again, Tomb Raider, fun games. Right. The Angelina Jolie movies were, I mean, the first one was okay. The second one was pretty shitty. The uh, what's her name, Alicia Vikander, whatever her name is the the most recent Tomb Raider movie or movies, man. I don't know if they're one or two. It's just like, eh. Like, why does it? Why? Why? This is just this could be like generic action heroine in the jungle. It's, right. It doesn't mean anything to me that it's that she's Lara Croft. It just has nothing to do with the game. It has nothing to do with my connection to the character. It just see that's fits the original thing. ideas. You, you know, I, don't, I, I know everyone always says they want original and whatever, but if you're gonna rip off something, just rip it off entirely. Go with the whole story from start to finish, like it is in the video game. Yeah. Don't try and make it your own adaptation. Like you know what I mean? I think yeah. maybe that's the problem. I mean, and that way at least you would get a lot of the, the gamers at least on your side. See, and that's why Mortal Kombat worked because it was literally a ripoff from the video <laughs> from the video game. It looked like they used the same visuals as the video game too. Oh, man, that right. that game or that movie. That's some of the worst special effects of any like, major it did. motion picture. But, oh, that's it was very cheesy. That's part of its oh, story. same thing with Street Fighter. Look what's... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I don't know how Van Damme became Guile. Like, yeah. that, how did that even make sense? 
Right? That was, what's his name, that actor's final movie, that really well-respected actor. Speaking of Adam Family, he was... Um, oh, yeah, him, yeah. He was the father of yeah, Adam yeah, Family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot his name. Ra- I can't remember Ra- his name. something, Raul. Yeah, yeah Raul something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> so what game are you looking forward to? That's go on the... Well, uh, as we're recording this, Star Wars is about to come out, right? The New yeah, Order? Yeah, man, I am not stoked for that. Um, I loved the old uh, Jedi Academy, Dark Forces games, loved them. Oh, okay. Um, got it. First and least, I, I liked a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the older, one of the first multiplayer online games I played, actually the LucasArts multiplayer online games, there was a game called Outlaws. So it was like a pre, way pre Red Dead Redemption Western shooter that had an online component. Um, yeah, anyway, I, I'm, I don't know, I'm cautious. The previews have been good. Um, people who've played it say it's good, but I'm going to, I'm, even though I've just said, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a game, though, I don't want to read reviews and play again. For that one, I'm going to read the reviews. I'm okay. definitely not walking in that one blind because right. Star Wars games can be so hot or cold, you know. True, right? There have been some great ones. Like even with some... Battlefront, you have so many good ones. Then yeah. you have those occasional ones they sprinkled in that I was like, ooh, I yeah. could have missed out on this one. So, I mean, the game I'm most looking forward to right now is, is it's, it's along with half the gaming population, is uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Right. But I'm just going to like... Is that more because of Keanu? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's made it better. No, I was looking forward to it before, and now I was like, holy shit, Keanu's in it. <laughs> Sold. But I was, um, I'm not going to, I'm going to flex my nerd cred here. Go for it. Cyberpunk is based on a, an old pen and paper RPG called called Cyberpunk. Okay. I have the original first edition oh my God. Uh, release of the Cyberpunk boxed RPG, where the game is set in the distant future of 2013. <laughs> Because oh, it came out like the 80s. What like did 80s. they think was going on in Oh, man, what everything like in the game? Like, we were having, like, you know, hackers and, and cybernetics and all this stuff. So, I mean, CD Projekt Red uh, did such a good job with, with the Witcher games, especially Witcher 3. Um, I'm trying not to get my, my expectations up too high for that, but I really want to see what they can do in a cyberpunk. I love this. Blade Runner is my all-time favorite movie. Right. Um, I love what those guys do. So, yeah, I'm super stoked for cyberpunk. I have... It's one of the few games I have actually ordered the full-on, full-blown collector's edition. Oh, for. wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever done that for a game. Yeah, it's... I don't think I've ever had that much love. I, yeah, I want, like, I don't... Before a game, that is, right? Like, if I yeah. could go back now, and if I wasn't cheap, I would go back and grab, like, whatever Odyssey I could get if it came with oh, a yeah, statue yeah. or something, just to have that to prove that, hey, this is my favorite yeah. game. Like, you know what I mean? The only, the only other one that I really was... was Keen on on getting the the collector's edition was Fallout Three actually another um, top five game yeah I with the, the lunchbox it. and the and the bobblehead and all that stuff um, and actually Fallout Four too I think they may have sent this to me I have, I often get sent the collector's editions by the the publishers there you go yeah so I've got like God I don't know how many Call of Duty I have the Call of Duty <laughs> remote controlled drone car the Call of oh, Duty like, night vision goggles <laughs> um, I got the Titanfall giant oh my God Titan thing um yeah my my I have a little home office at home right. it, it looks like a 14 year old lives there. It's like <laughs> love it toys comic books yeah it's yeah the odd time i have, I have women over i'm like let's try to unless they're huge nerds i just right. steer them past that that room don't look in there don't look in there oh that's hilarious okay i usually like to end the show with the dumbass of the week okay before i get into that we touch a little bit on it star wars mm-hmm. have you been in on disney plus yet Oh yes, yeah. And I've watched the the what's it called? The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. I've watched the first episode. Yeah. Thoughts? It's good. Um, I wasn't blown, blown, blown away. Uh, but I think I it was good enough, and I liked yeah, how good. short it was. Yeah. That's oh, I was like, it's over, and because again, you go into Star Wars, it's such long, epic movies, and it's yeah. just 
perfect amount. I like now. I'm starting to notice I like anywhere between 35, 45 minutes for yeah, an yeah. episode. That's that's, a, that's, that's a, perfect. That's a that's a nice sweet spot. I thought for some reason, like I knew they weren't releasing the whole series at once, but I thought. See, I thought it was the other way around. I thought I was confusing it. I think with. Some other service that was oh Apple uh, Apple TV service yes they dropped because they were releasing three episodes to start of mm-hmm. their series so I thought there were going to be three episodes of the Mandalorian oh and I got to the end I'm like ooh cool and they're like where's the where's the next one right <laughs> I don't want to wait wait a week what is this so is that how they're going to do it? it's going to be episodic, I assume so I don't know or yeah. weekly or whatever I, I, I hope so I hope it's not going to be any more than that yeah I liked it I, I really like um, I, I like Disney Plus enough that I'm I'm kind of on the fence about Netflix now I'm like I don't. I'm gonna have both. I'm, yeah. I'm, again, I don't have cable, so I could afford to just have neither. both. Oh, okay. But so. I don't. I don't want like 15 streaming services. See, like but I, I don't have anything else other than the WWE network, and then that's it. So I'm only really have three streaming services. So I'm I'm pretty good to go. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll give Netflix a little while before I get rid of it because Disney Plus is pretty cheap right now. Right. But I love. I'm a huge audiovisual kind of like nerd and I love the fact it's in 4K I got a fancy 4K TV and I got the See, fancy there you go. I got the fancy Dolby Atmos surround system so, so watch the original Star Wars then right yeah um, so I actually thought you know I'm going to watch the I'm going to watch the the series from episode one I'm going to go through it fuck I just I, every time I try to watch The Phantom Menace I forget how dog shit that movie is man it is so, it's you should just, go in chronological order now with all the new remakes and everything and then slip into clone wars in between the series oh that would be cool yeah right because i saw it online today because i was doing some because re- again i i forget i'm not up to the new star wars like i've watched them but i've only watched them once each whereas the original three i've watched them more times yeah. than epic so i could literally narrate the whole movie you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so i know all the nuances i know all the races and everything so the new stuff i really don't know and i didn't even know like mandalorians w- was a race like you know what i mean I didn't know that. Yeah, I just thought it was just bounty hunters and that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. They had a specific race. I'm trying to figure that out too. Like I'm not a huge. I thought it was like a ship or something maybe. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, I should know. I know that all the, the Star Wars nerds know this. So like I, I don't, I don't know how they're connected. Well, of course. That. Like if, it's, if they're. I think it's his son or something. Is it the one? Oh, is that like the little kid who's in the. That's because this. Oh. Again, I don't care. Spoilers. We've watched it so we could talk about it. Too bad if you're not up to date. But it's taking place between. Um, what was it? The rise of the new empire and the fall of the old empire. Yes. So in between the new hope, I uh, know. Sorry, in between Return of the Jedi and yes. whatever the new one was, right? Yeah. So it's in between oh. that time period. So I'm assuming it's the little kid. Yeah, that that age right? makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because they throw in, like you saw, like they yeah, had yeah. even still some stormtroopers lying around and everything yeah, without going yeah. into too much detail, right? So that yeah. whole scene that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. like there's there's. Splashing so much cash on these, uh, and I like yeah, I like the production, and, very um, top notch. They're going to spend just a fortune on the Marvel TV shows too, and that's is, the other thing. That's what I'm looking yeah, forward to the most. Me too. I kind of wish it was launched with one of those, but um, you know, because I, I think they're going to do it. I hate to say, it, but I think they're going to do it better than they did with the Defenders, like with all those. Oh God! I mean, the first Daredevil was good. Everything after that, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know everyone was on the hype train, but it, it, no, man, no, I. No. I I got off that I like you said Daredevil the first season of Daredevil I, I didn't mind the second season of Daredevil as well I didn't I never got all the way through Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or uh, it, I it dragged I think they were too long yeah I did a set visit for Iron Fist oh wow yeah I, I've done a lot of I've been on the Game of Thrones sets a few oh, times yeah I've been on the Marvel movie sets a few times well that's pretty cool um, but those those Netflix shows were just not 
because they didn't have the money. They just the, the production values weren't high enough. And that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I can't really get into like these superhero TV shows. Like, even though Gotham is pretty good, mm-hmm. I fell off Gotham. Like, I tried and I couldn't do it because again, it's not that. When I want to watch superheroes, like even with what was that Marvel one with uh, the agents? What was oh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. I couldn't. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see just guys in suits. I want to see like an Iron Man make an appearance. I want to yeah. see uh, fucking uh, Captain America be in an episode and yeah. throwing a shield and explosions. Some everyone's yeah. not just people behind a desk and fly. Flying in ships yeah. and that's like you know what I mean. Yeah, that's what they're so, gonna do. Sounds like hopefully. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> so I guess thumbs up to Disney Plus. Yeah, man, I'm liking it so far. And the catalog, uh, yeah. all the back stuff again, I, being '80s, '90s people, oh, right? Yeah, going back and seeing all that stuff. Like I want to watch Chippendales, <gasps> Rescue Rangers. Is the is is the black hole on there? It's got to be black hole. I would assume oh, so. Oh man, I haven't seen that. So many. It's probably awful. Gargoyles is another one. Oh, gargoyles! Uh, yeah. I see a lot of people posting about like all <laughs> yeah. these tailspin. Like you forget all these yeah. things growing up, right? Yeah. So, I, oh, I can't wait to dive. See, but that's I guess why where you're saying that maybe Netflix has to take a back seat because I'm gonna have time to watch everything, right? Right. There's so much content out there, and who's got time? And there's games to play, and there's other movies, and there's like lives to live. So. What about this new feature Netflix wants to do, where it's double the speed? They want to try out. Did you hear about this? Double the speed. Where you could watch, so you could binge watch stuff faster at double speed. So people will talk like faster, ladies and just like oh speed talking. Oh my god, no! So you can get through it faster for like reviewers, like people in your instance, right? In I mean, that, case. that's fine, I guess. If you if you have to, fa- I can't imagine enjoying it that way. Though. Like if you're, if you're if you're at the point where you have to watch something at double speed just to fit it into your life, just take it out of your life. Well, you know what? what? Apparently, speed. people do that with podcasts. Did you know about this? That I kind of understand. Uh, but again it's not in the same tone then like especially when it's yeah like you missed a timing or something maybe it's something too quick I don't know man yeah okay I guess the only time I ever do that is if I'm I do it when I'm transcribing interviews when I'm going back to interviews oh just, but that's different yeah, though because you already different. sat through the live thing yeah. right but yeah I don't know I mean I just figure if you're if, if that's where you're at you're, you're, you're speed watching stuff like just take a break and Really or cut decide, some stuff out, man. Yeah, decide what you really want to focus on and then just set Because that's how I work. I have my list. I guess I will say it's like a top 10 of stuff I do. If I introduce something, I'm sorry, something else has to take. Yeah, Gone. Like, that's it. That's like, nice. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, right? That's, that's how human beings work, right? <laughs> speaking of human beings, let's get into the dumbass of the week then. Okay. Let's end this off on a bang. And again, speaking of bangs, I'm just a segue king this week. <laughs> I'm on it. So... You've had encounters with cockroaches. I assume everyone's had an encounter with a cockroach like once in their life. Bugs? Yeah. yeah. You've yeah. seen a cockroach or yeah. something. Have <laughs> you ever had this, to... I don't know where this is going. <laughs> well, see, hey, I always need it. Again, it's a dumbass, so... Have you ever had cockroach problems? Uh, not in places I've lived. Like, places I've stayed sometimes, but not, okay. not my own homes. Yeah, yeah. So what would you think would be the easiest or best way to eradicate some cockroaches? Step well, on them, know. spray them, like, you know? Yeah, put down some traps. If it's really bad, get it, maybe get an exterminator in. Sure, right? It's, you're going to tell me a story about somebody like, blowing up their house to get rid of cockroaches, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm married myself. And every once in a while, when the wife gets on your case about something and it's over and over, mm-hmm. you just give up and you do whatever you think is possible. Not to shut up your wife, but to at least fix the problem and make her happy at the same time, right? So just man in Brazil. Again, Brazil, you know. Of course, a man of Brazil. <laughs> and cockroaches for it. Yeah, you know, yeah, the rainforest makes yeah. sense. So I'm sure they have like these huge ones. Mm-hmm. Was having cockroach problems in his backyard. They tried everything, like we just said. Stomp on them, spray, even get a person come in and exterminate her and do all that fun stuff, right? Nothing worked. So the wife's like, you got to just go to the source, go underneath the, the, the nest that they have there, do something. Oh, God. This is not going to end well, is it? <laughs> so this guy runs his gas line oh, no. underground. Oh, no. Pumps gas. In, like gasoline or, or, no. or ga- natural like, gas? No, like natural, yeah, like yeah, hydro, yeah. like you know what I mean? Pumps it in, disconnects it. Oh, 
starts throwing in matches. <laughs> Nothing happened at first. So, so far, so good, right? <laughs> as soon as he went again, I think it was, they were saying the third or fourth time, threw in the fourth match. Like you said, oh. blew up his backyard. Yeah. But here's the kicker. Can you believe the fucking cockroaches survived? Well, of course. <laughs> They're going to survive nuclear war, right? They're going to be the last things on Earth, literally. They're going to be the last creatures alive on Earth. Did like did did a rain of cockroaches fall on his house? I gotta show you. There's the, oh, there's the, video. Oh, it's oh a that's what that's from. Oh, yeah. I saw this. And apparently, yeah, there's been everything online. There's memes everywhere now about it. Oh, so you man. could easily Google it. And you just know the cockroaches are raining all over the place. But how lucky too. is this friggin' man? Yeah. Like how dangerous? <laughs> like why would you pump <laughs> natural gas into anything? Yeah, he didn't think this through. He did not think this through. <laughs> so he is a dumbass in your mind. <laughs> oh yeah, this is definitely dumbass. But I mean. He's trying to appease his wife, so I can understand like the the pressure on him to do. But did he though? Think about it. Oh, I I, I suspect she was probably more angry, <laughs> right? And <laughs> now he there's the and on top of it, like I said, there's still cockroaches scurrying around. Oh man, they're just everywhere now. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my goodness. So, Steve, where can people find you? Where do you interact with people? Uh, any socials? Any upcoming stuff you want to promote? Because so much of the work I do now is behind the scenes that the best place, if I'm doing anything that's got kind of a public visibility, right. uh, it's, it's probably on Twitter. So it's at Steve Tilly, all one word. Tilly is spelled with an E-Y at the end, not just a Y. Don't spell it wrong. So <laughs> at Steve Tilly on Twitter. Um, yeah. And if anything... Anything interesting is going on in my life, I'll usually post it there, which is why yes. I rarely post it because there, there's rarely anything interesting going on. But but I'm going to be posting about this, man. You tell me when the episode is live so I can link to it. That'll be, that'll be the most exciting thing that will happen to me this month. Yes. And, I, and you could also tell people to come on, people like Raju who doesn't want to come on because yeah, he doesn't dude, think he's interesting enough dude, apparently. That's what I said too. And he's he's way <laughs> more interesting than I am. Like that guy, that guy has traveled. He is a, he's a, he's a, he's got good stories. I think it's just a little far out for some of us downtown dwellers, but right. you know, it's easy to get here. I should have brought him along. We could have double teamed. Oh, there you go. Maybe next time then. Maybe, maybe on a future episode. Maybe I don't who want him knows. Talking. I want to do a lot of talking. I don't want him talking. <laughs> got tired. Got tired of him talking. I've spent like years on camera with him talking. Like, no more. No That's more. true. You want to follow it just That's on you. Right. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles, or you can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Obviously, rate, subscribe, review, like I said at the top of the show. Apple Podcasts is the big one. You do not understand how important that is. It literally takes two seconds. It's just as important as downloading and subscribing. Write a nice five-star review. Say something nice. Even if you don't want to say anything, just hit five stars. That all helps the algorithms, as they say. Also, you could do it on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. And like I've been promoting the past few weeks, the DP Awards are coming up. Do you know about the third annual DP Awards? Have you heard of this illustrious... These are the, award the, show. the podcast awards? Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> you got scared for a bit, didn't you? Could be else, DP. Uh, you know, that, that can mean other things. <laughs> and that's why I'll never change the name of it. <laughs> so you will be nominated for an award that will be upcoming. Oh, my God. Like I tell all my guests, don't feel privileged. All my guests get nominated. Is like all your guests nominated? So yeah. I got but like... I have different categories. Okay. So... Can there, can there be like a Steve Tilly category? <laughs> Just me and it? I've been... <laughs> I guess throw, throwing little hints of what the DP awards are going to be all about. Like I've already said that on the 150th episode, it's, it's going to be at the end of the year. Actually, it's going to be the last episode of 2018. Okay. will be my 100th. Sorry. Wow. 2018. 2019. I'm going back, man. I lost a year. At the end of 2019 is the actual 150th episode. Okay. That's when I'm going to name all the nominees okay. and the categories. So I'm going to say right now, you're going to be in what I haven't, I'm going to try and actually name categories, but you're going to be in the, 
video game personality award category. Okay. Yeah, so I, whoever I else has been on in this past year. I don't think I would even finish top three in the former reviews on the run host category. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll see. Well, Scott hasn't been on this year, so he's not nominated. Oh, that's right. He was he's on last, last year. year. Jose year was on this year, yeah. so you have to oh, well, deal with Jose. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was Marissa on? Was that this last year as well. So oh, you don't okay, have to deal right. with those two. You see? Right. But you have but a Vic's, Vic's coming on? I, we'll see when he comes okay, on. Keep he's that a busy man. off this year because I want to <laughs> at least have a shot at the video game personality category. I mean, Jose will take it. As he should. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Who was also on? Um, Shane Lewis. Are you familiar with him? Oh, I know Shane. Yeah, yeah. He was on yeah, the show as well, so he's, he's nominated. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there it goes. There's a couple others. Now it's there escaping me. People are going to kill me. Uh, oh, last week I had um, um, Rayon Ali. He was the writer of NBA Jam the Book. Oh, right. You were saying So yeah, he'll yeah. be nominated cool. as well for that category. So Okay. Is there like a participation say? ribbon award? No, I just send you a clip of someone getting DP'd. <laughs> okay. Now and it won't be now me. Really so don't worry. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something to look forward to. <laughs> there you go. So, on that note, <laughs> he's Steve. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. <laughs>